Oh, Father, we thank you. One whole week of the shepherd's camp. Lord, you have been faithful. Father, we love you. We love you, oh God. We ask that you will climax the come for us tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let the believers shout a huge amen. I'm believing God that we are going to have a short service tonight. However, this service is going to be a blessing and the climax of the camp. In Jesus' name we pray. Shout a huge amen. Things that will destroy your ministry. Forgive my voice. I've lost my voice again. Tonight, I want to share with you four things that will destroy your ministry. Four things that will destroy your business. Now, do not forget that the ministry is in the vineyard of God. The ministry is the business of God, which means that any principle that will work for the ministry would also work for your business. Pay, pay close attention to this. So I said, any principle that would work for your ministry would also work for your business. So as you are going through these lessons, do not just go through it as a Christian shepherd, but also go through it as a business person. The word of God is like a, is like a double-edged sword. Don't forget, it cuts both ways. Ministry, what is ministry at all? That everybody is talking about. What is ministry that everybody wants to be a part of? What is ministry that people are doing all sorts of things in it? What is ministry? Things that will destroy your ministry. The question is, what is ministry at all? The word ministry is from the Greek word diakonio. The word ministry is from the Greek word diakonio. D-I-A-K-O-N-E-O. Which means to serve. In the New Testament, ministry is seen as service to God and to other people in God's name. Jesus Christ provided the pattern for Christian ministry. For Christian ministry. Jesus himself said, I came not to be served, but I came to serve. Pay close attention to this. Jesus himself said, 
I came not to serve, but I came not to be served, but rather to serve. This statement right here was the declaration of the thing called ministry because ministry is all about service. When we talk about being in ministry, we are just talking about you serving God or other people in the name of God. That is ministry. Let's not go too far. Ministry is all about service, which means that anybody under the sound of my voice who is not serving God or serving anybody in the name of God is not into ministry. Hello. So this ministry that is all about service. We need to know that if we are not careful, you can destroy it because it is a business. It is God's business. Yesterday I told you about the landowner hiring people to work in his vineyard. The vineyard is the work of the ministry. Do you understand this? It's that simple. So I just want to share with you four things that can destroy your ministry or four things that will destroy your ministry if you do not check them. In the next one minute, I want you to lift up your voice and begin to speak in the language of the spirit. As we all collectively have followed the projection of the song played in the background. As we invite the Lord of hosts uh, to take charge uh, as we invite the Lord of hosts uh, to speak to us. Uh, Yes, my God. Yes, my God. Yes, my I want to see you. If you are praying, I want to see you. If you are praying, I want to see you. If you are praying, we are inviting the Lord of hosts. We are inviting the King of Kings. We are inviting the Prince of Praise. We are inviting the King of Righteousness. We, I am talking about He whose, whose garment, the Bible said, fills the throne, fills the temple, fills the house where God is worshipped. Let the Lord take charge. Let the Lord take charge. Let the Lord take charge. Adasunamatam. Ifadosaham. Rogadimaham. Abadimaham. Royamaham. Asunamatukam. Vraleskitoham. Akedebenedosham. Alopapa. Rapalopapa. Rapalopapa. Asundabaham. Rogadimaham. Ashadimadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabad
destroy your ministry or your business is pride somebody say pride somebody say pride the service has begun God is speaking pride pride is the consciousness of one's own dignity pride is the consciousness of one's own dignity pride pride is the quality of having an excessively high opinion of oneself or one's importance pride a quality of having an excessively high opinion about yourself or your importance that is pride pride is your high opinion about how special you are about how different you are about how unique you are pride is, is, is everything you say about about yourself that you only see in your own eyes in your own eyes pride 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 Luke chapter 18 verse 9 the gospel according to Luke chapter 18 verse 9 hmm. quickly 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 work with me somebody work with me somebody Mazura Maluka Divra Loshki Tampara Dusha Luke chapter 18 verse 9 then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else <laughs> Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness they are so sure about their self-dignity they are so sure about how unique they are they are so sure and have extreme confidence in their own self-righteousness verse 10 two men went to the temple to pray one was a pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector follow carefully verse 11 the pharisee stood by himself the pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer i thank god that i am not like the other people cheaters sinners adulterers i'm certainly not like that tax collector how you see your own self in your own eyes 
not what people are saying about you that if you are beautiful and other people say to you that you are beautiful then you know the bible said by the word of two a thing will be established or a thing shall be established follow carefully so when other people are saying the same thing and you say the same thing about yourself that is not pride if you are strong and other people witness to the fact that you are strong then when you say i am strong that is not pride but pride is your description or the description you have about yourself that only you see only you know and you also use that same description to 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 rise up above other people or to oppress other people or to think people in a in a in a demon light follow carefully if you are a great preacher and other people say it and you say it that i am a great preacher then that is true but if you are not and nobody thinks that way but you think you are a great preacher and you go around throwing it over your shoulder you need to understand this is the definition of pride he said i thank god that i'm not like other people cheaters sinners adulterers i'm certainly not like that tax collector hey now Eddie, isn't it even shocking for somebody to be able to start a prayer like this father i thank you that prayer life is not like other churches ah, what is wrong with you hey is this even a prayer follow carefully verse 12 he said i fast twice a week uh-huh. and i give a tenth of my income I fast twice a week and I give a tenth or a tithe or I give my tithe every month. Verse 13. But the tax collector stood at a distance. When you find or encounter proud people, you must learn to distance yourself the bible said the tax collector stood at a distance he could have stood by him he could have prayed with him he could have looked at him whilst he was praying but the bible said he made the decision to give himself a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed instead he beat his chest sorry he beat his chest in sorrow saying oh god be merciful to me for i am a sinner just hold your fire i will preach in a minute i tell you this sinner not the pharisee returned home justified before god for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted it seems as, as though what I am saying or what I am preaching is something we have heard over and over and over and over so what is even what is the point of even preaching the same thing again hold your fire I will get there 
pride will keep you from doing what you are supposed to do because it gives you the sense of entitlement the pharisee said i tithe every month at losakadiba he said i fast twice a week because he is exercising his sense of entitlement he feels like because i do this he feels like because i do that he feels like because i built this i am entitled to do whatever i want to do entitlement is the fact of having a right to something the right to skip training the right to skip the shepherd's camp the right to ignore instructions the right not to type in in the pod bean why because many people have now become proud and they think they are entitled to their own right to their own self-image that they can decide whatever they want to do with the trainings we are doing they can decide whatever they want to do concerning the instructions that are given many people are no longer listening to the things we have to preach because they feel they are self-satisfied because they feel they are self-content because they feel they are self-confident they do not really need the guidance of another they think they have grown they think they have wings they think they do not need even the mercy of God to an extent that they can pray and say Lord I thank you that I am not like Ahab Lord I thank you that I'm not like Brown Lord I thank you that I'm not like Kwame Lord I thank you that my children are not like the children of this woman you you need to understand many mothers have prayed similar prayers because they say it all the time that they thank God their children didn't grow up like these people have they thank God their children are not as dumb as other people have they thank God that their ministry is not struggling like other people have what manner of prayer is this that even in the midst of the prayer there is comparison the Bible said for they that compare themselves amongst themselves are not wise if you must pray where what is the point of the element of comparison you could have just thanked god that lord i thank you that i'm not a cheater lord i thank you that i'm not a sinner lord i thank you that i'm not an adulterer why would you say i thank you that i am not an adulterer like the next man and many of you because you feel entitled you feel like i did this you feel like i gave that you feel like i built that up and so it focuses on you and your abilities and your accomplishments it will keep you in unforgiveness unforgiveness because you feel you can justify why the next person does not deserve to be forgiven and i've heard these things with my own ears several times that people can boldly say these people they should see what will happen to them these people they will never be forgiven that is not up to you these are all statements of pride these people because of what they have done to me they should wait and see what will come upon them these are statements of pride be careful 
what I will do to them, what I will say to them, what I will show them. Be careful whenever you are using the word I, because I always say this, the word I is the first name of God. Because when Moses asked, the Bible said, God said, I am is my name. So I am is my name. I am is the name of God. So whenever you say I, you have already invoked the first part of the name of God. The first name of God is I. Isaiah chapter 14 let me prove this to you right here Isaiah chapter 14 verse 13 for the devil has said in his heart this is the devil speaking that the Bible says the devil said in his heart I will ascend into heaven what is I is the first name of God the devil said I will ascend into heaven the devil said I will exalt my throne above the stars of God the devil said I will also sit up on the mount of the congregation up on the farthest side of the north verse 14 the devil said I will descend above I will sorry I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will make myself like the most high This is the devil speaking and i'm just coming to break it down for you this is the devil speaking the five i will statements of lucifer i will ascend into heaven i will exalt my throne above the stars of god i will also sit on the mount of the congregation i will ascend above the heights of the clouds i will make myself like the most high hey. Lucifer what is he trying to say the first statement he said I will ascend into heaven I will ascend you need to understand this he said I will ascend which means I do not need anybody's permission the first statement of pride is that I do not need your permission I do not need your contribution I do not need your opinions I do not need your suggestions I will ascend into heaven the Bible said God said come and and let us reason up which means that up anybody up that goes before God up goes up as a result of an invitation up but the devil said up as for me up because of my pride up and the level I have gotten to up I no longer need up permission from God up I will not wait up to be called upon up but I will ascend up into the corridors of heaven up I need you to understand this up there are some people up under the sound of my voice up that you think up because of where you have gotten to have you no longer need up the counsel of your leaders up you no longer need up the advice of your leaders up you no longer
longer need uh, the permission of your leaders. Uh, why? Because uh, you think you have people uh, that pay attention to you. Uh, you think you have people uh, who also listen to you. Uh, you think you have gotten to a place where uh, you can afford the things uh, you couldn't afford. Uh, and that has lifted up your heart uh, into pride. Uh, and you think uh, you no longer need anybody. Uh, the statement you are making is, uh, I will also ascend. Uh, I will also ascend. Uh, that is the first statement of pride. Kamulu Saluma I want you to know if you go down this path, it is the first thing that will destroy your ministry. When you think you no longer need permission from any man, from any human being, from any father, from any prophet to do the things you are doing. You need to understand I have got into a place in this life where God, by his own mercy, has blessed me with a ministry, has blessed me with people who are willing to listen to me and yet I still take instructions from fathers above me not even fathers who happen to be in the ministry because I am in charge of this ministry I take instructions from fathers in other churches I change my schedules to favor the fathers in other churches you need to get to a place where your position will never change your heart your position will never change your character your position will never change I will ascend I will ascend I do not need any woman I need nobody leave my church I don't care about you I don't need your help who told you you do not need their help I don't need your permission who told you you do not need the permission of God and the permission of the fathers you do I admonish somebody come down tonight Shut up, Come on, come on. Saliba to Salaba. Lifaralabasu. Paliko Sutta Paraka. Ipa Sulamati. Falisku Pralisha. Oh, I know that you have become too big to answer our phone calls. I have come to realize you have become too important to respond to our phone calls. I have come to realize you have become too busy to participate in the service. What you do not know is you are making a statement of pride. And what you are saying is I will ascend. I do not need your permission. I will ascend. I do not need your prayer. I will ascend up. I do not need up. your counsel. Up. I will ascend up. But little did you know up, that the devil up, made this same statement up, many, many years before Adam was created. Ha People never think you are too big to submit to your spiritual father. Never think you are too big to receive permission from your leaders. Never think you are too big to share your dreams with the people ahead of you. Please humble yourself. I beg you. This is the first thing that will destroy your ministry. The devil said, I will ascend into heaven. I do not need God or his permission. I do not need God or his will. I do not need God or his direction. I will ascend on my own. 
the second I will statement that the devil made, he said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. What kind of prayer is this? That is exactly what I am saying. What kind of prayer has comparison in it? I will exalt my throne above the star. Why are you comparing yourself with the stars of God? The stars of God simply means the angels of God. And the devil is saying, I will exalt my throne above all the angels. The devil is an angel. He had a, a, a position. He had a rank. He had a throne. He said, he himself shall lift up his throne and change his rank to a point where he is the greatest among his colleagues. He is the greatest among the other angels. He is the greatest among all the other people in his group. Why? Why do you imagine a human being saying this? Just think about this critically. That I ask you, Josephine, what is your dream? And then you say this, Papa, my dream is that or for me to rise above every human being on earth. Think about a statement like this, that I will rise above every human being on earth. What kind of statement is that? That I'll be on top of every why are you Adolf Hitler? He tried it and he's dead. He died many years ago. How can one person expect to be on top of the entire human race? No, that doesn't work. That is not the order of things. But the devil said, I'll rise above all the angels of heaven. Is So the first thing he challenged or the first group of people he challenged were the angels. He said, I will rise above all the angels of God. My ministry will rise above all the ministries on earth. My church will rise above all the churches on earth. What kind of statement is that? my company will rise above all the other companies what kind of statement is that and the devil said i will exalt my throne above all the angels of god so the first group of people he challenged were the angels i want you to pay attention to this carefully the first group of people the devil challenged were the angels but the, the shocking thing about pride is that you never have enough. With pride, you never have enough. You are never full. You are never satisfied. You, are, you never feel like it's okay. And so he went ahead to say, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. Kindly post Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 14 for me. I want to blow your mind. I want to blow your mind. I'm still speaking under pride. Oh. Yeah. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 14. Reading from the NLT. The Bible said, I ordained and anointed you. This is God speaking. I ordained and anointed you. 
there are people under the sound of my voice I laid hands on you and you are able to do the things you are doing you are able to rise in the manner you are rising God said I ordained and anointed you yes why this is not a statement of pride because it is the truth I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian not just an, as an angelic guardian but as a mighty angelic God I ordained you I anointed you the Lord said I gave you access to the holy mountain of God I gave you access to the holy mountain of God God did not only ordain them God did not only anoint him God also gave him access there are people here men of God have given you access men of God have anointed you men of God have ordained you men of God have laid their hands on you and they have given you access God said I gave you access to the holy mountain of God and you walked amounts of the stones of fire the devil walked amounts of the stones of fire the devil walked amounts of the stones of fire but see what the devil is saying he said I will also sit on the mount of the congregation or on the mountain of the congregation that is to say he is about to abuse up that access God has given him up God gave him access up that whenever he wanted up he could walk up and down up the holy mountain of God up and the Bible said up he walked in the midst up of the stones of fire up but the devil up became so proud up to a point where up he said up I will no longer walk up on the holy mountain of God but I will set up on top of the mountain that is to say I will be the highest rank on top of the mountain I will be the man in charge of the high of the holy mountain of God how dare you a man has given you access God the father has given you access and now you are saying you want to take charge and oh come on many of you the access that has been granted you by men of god by influential people you abuse them you take them for granted and you are taking advantage of that opportunity to misbehave you are proud and if you do not change your ministry will fall this is not a case this is the word of god the third the, the third statement the devil said sorry the fourth statement the devil said i will ascend above the heights of the clouds <laughs> i told you the first group of people that the devil challenged were the angels now see he is challenging the heights of the clouds jesus is the son of god the heir of the throne of god and do not forget that in the old testament the bible said jesus led them in a pillar of cloud by day and the devil is saying i will ascend above the heights of the clouds that is to say i will challenge the authority of jesus christ himself the son of god men of God get to this level and they begin to make statements like 
the Bible is not true. I don't believe in most of the books written in the Bible. The Bible was written by men. Hey, man of God. Asofo. People of God. Work with me. You've gotten to a level where now you are going to challenge the authority of Jesus Christ himself. The heir of the throne of God. The heir of salvation. The one who died and arose on the third day. After challenging Jesus in his heart, he said, Now I will make myself like the most high God. Think about it. <laughs> I thought the devil was going to say, I will make myself higher than, than the most high God. But he said, I will make myself the most high God that stands to reason there is no other higher level when it comes to God because even the devil knows those of you who keep on wondering is there or could there be a higher power the devil has confirmed that there is no higher power there is no higher rank there is no higher level because the devil said I can only make myself like God not higher than God because God is the highest God is the greatest God is the best God is perfection. God is purity. God is full of righteousness. God is the king of kings. There is nobody that could ever be compared to him. So the devil couldn't say, I will rise up above God. He only said, I will make myself like God. Consider Jesus. The Bible said, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. But in the case of God, he couldn't ascend above God because there is no ascension when it comes to God the highest, the greatest the best, the most powerful the unchallengeable God I will take this opportunity to, to, to urge somebody under the sound of my voice to humble yourself when God decides to break your pride you will not be seen you will not be noticed you will never be the same I pray you will not be like the devil I pray you will not be lifted up to the heights of the devil where you will challenge God the Father in your heart where you will challenge the angels of God in your heart where you challenge Jesus Christ shout yes His name is Yeshua. His name is Yeshua. His name is Yeshua. His name is Yeshua. So the first thing out of the four things, there are not only four things that can destroy your ministry, but I am only talking about the four deep things, powerful tools that the devil uses to destroy ministries. I have spoken about pride. I want to move on to procrastination. Procrastination. Wasting time. 
Procrastination is the act of delaying and postponing something. Procrastination is the act of delaying or postponing something. Quickly, let's enter into the scriptures. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1. The Proverbs of the New Testament is called Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1. Send your grain across the seas. Send your grain across the seas, and in time, prophets will flow back to you. Send your grain across the seas, and in time, prophets will flow back to you. The Bible is talking about investing your resources, investing your money, investing somewhere foreign places so the bible said across the seas you must invest somewhere not just places you are familiar also places you do not know of invest there verse 2 but divide your investment right because the bible was talking about investments in the first place Divide your investments among many places for you do not know what risk might lie ahead. Divide your investment. Do not put all your eggs in one basket. That is what the Bible is saying. Divide your investments among many places, many different places. Put it here, put it there, put it here. Do not just store up everything in one place. No, you must invest in different places. That is what the Bible is saying. And this is not just spiritual investment. The Bible is talking about physical investment. Financially, invest in multiple places. Verse 3, when clouds are heavy, the rains come down. I want you to pay attention to this. This, this scripture is talking about procrastination. The Bible said when clouds are heavy, the rains come down. When clouds are heavy, the rains are not expected to be withheld. When clouds are heavy, the rains must come down. Malusa kaduba da do bara dosh. Zakaliva da gada bara gada bara bara do bara bara dosh. Many of you, the Lord has filled you up. Many of you, the Lord has satisfied your soul. Many of you, the Lord have, has showed you deep things. And he is expecting the rains to come down. To fall on the common folk. To fall on the ordinary people. To fall on normal people. And yet, even though the clouds are heavy. Even though you are full. Even though you are satisfied. Even though the Lord has blessed you. You are still withholding the rain. The Lord has given you resources in a form of revelation, in a form of manpower, in a form of ideas, in a form of 
conviction but unfortunately everything the Lord has placed in you is still there the clouds are heavy you have become heavy your spirit is heavy your mind is heavy and yet the rays are not coming down procrastination God has given you the tongues of fire so that when you release your prayer as an intercessor, lives will be transformed. But because of procrastination, you are holding on to the tongues of fire. You will burn your tongue. When clouds are heavy, the rains come down. Procrastination. Let your rain fall let your voice be heard let your ideas be seen put your skill on display we want to know what you are capable of many of you are so winners you know you can win souls but you are only heavy you are storing it all up on the inside why because you are always procrastination every time you are wasting time every day you are wasting time every minute you are wasting time every hour you are wasting time the bible said the clouds are heavy and the rains are expected to fall and yet the rains are not falling many of you could be handling ministries by now Many of you could be starting a branch of prayer life by now. But all you are doing is you are storing everything up. You have become heavy. You are becoming obese. We do not need that weight for anything. That extra weight is of no relevance to us. God needs the rain to fall. God needs the rain to pour out. Why do you think when a man of God is preaching, they say flow? Why? Because the Lord has filled me up and I have become heavy. I need to flow to rain on them. I need to flow to pour on them. I need to flow to release on them. Because if I store it up, the Bible said, I am only becoming heavy. I am procrastination. I am procrastinating. I am wasting time. I am wasting precious lives and destinies. How I wish I was preaching to somebody. Whether a tree falls north or south, it stays where it falls. Verse 4. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. This is very important to me. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. You see, when we talk about weather, when you are planting, don't wait for perfect weather. When you are planting, do not wait for perfect weather. Weather is the atmospheric condition in a place or time. When we talk about weather, we are talking about the current affairs of your country. We are talking about your current situation. We are talking about what you are going through this present time. We are talking about your surrounding. We are talking about everything you are seeing. When we talk about weather, we are talking about the situation you happen to find yourself in. And the Bible is saying, farmers who wait for perfect weather, never plant. That stands to reason. If you are waiting for your circumstance to be 
better. If you are waiting for your current affairs to be better, if you are waiting for the dollar rate to be better or to be perfect, the Bible is saying you will never be able to plant, you will never be able to invest, you will never be able to do anything, you will never be able to enter into anything new. Why? Because you are waiting for the perfect conditions, but there is nothing like perfect farmers who wait for perfect weather they will never plant up that is why there are people that I know they are still on top of the mountains they have been praying since age 27 they are 56 years old some are 43 years old they are still waiting for the perfect condition so that they can plant up but you do not need a perfect weather to plant up what you need to do is to listen to the voice of God that is urging you to go on stop wasting time stop procrastinating your ministry will fall your business will fall your idea will die out your vision will become blurry why because you are waiting for perfect conditions perfect weather perfect circumstances it doesn't happen farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant you will never be able to run a church because you are waiting to have five million dollars you are waiting to have hundred thousand dollars you are waiting to have two thousand five hundred cities to start you will never plant there is no such thing as perfect weather so farmers leaders who wait for perfect conditions they will never be able to do anything why because they are procrastination they are procrastinating everybody that claims up they are waiting for better conditions up many of these people are only procrastinating they are wasting time your ministry will die your ministry will be destroyed when we started Podbean, we didn't have a microphone. I was using a normal earpiece because I didn't have the money to buy a microphone yet. You cannot wait for the perfect weather to plant. And the Bible said, if they watch every cloud, they never harvest. When we talk about cloud, we are talking about a state or cause of gloom or darkness, a state of suspicion, a state or cause of trouble, a state of worry. And the Bible said, if they watch every worry, if they watch every trouble, if they watch every cloud, they will never harvest. There are a thousand things that can cause you to be suspicious. There are a thousand things that can cause you to be worried. There are a thousand things that can cause you to have great losses. These are all clouds. You cannot rely on them. There are clouds that withhold rain. There are clouds that block blessings. There are clouds that bring bad news. You need to know if you have your eyes fixed on the clouds, then you will never receive any harvest from God don't focus on the darkness don't focus on the bad news don't focus on what you are seeing no you would never see any harvest 
Papa, if I had this, I would have started by now. Papa, if I had this, I would have started by now. Your ministry will fall. Your business will fall. Your life will fall. Your vision will fall. Your marriage will fall. If they watch every cloud, stop watching the clouds. If they watch every cloud, I admonish you to stop watching the cloud. Stop watching her. The clouds. Stop watching. Stop watching her. Stop watching the darkness. Stop focusing your mind on all of these things. You are not going anywhere with your eyes fixated on the clouds. No. Verse 5 Just as you cannot understand the path of the wind Or the mystery of a tiny baby Growing in its mother's womb Can you explain to me how a baby Is formed in a mother's womb In a space of 9 months You cannot explain it Scientists still cannot explain it How does that happen It's a tiny baby formed in a mother's womb. Where do they get their fingernails from? Where do they get their hair from? Where do they get their intestines from? How is this formed? Can somebody tell me? How do they grow bones out of the tender womb of the mothers? How does that happen? Oh, And if you cannot explain this, then hear me. You can never understand the activity of God who does all things. You can never understand the ways of God who does all things. You can never understand the skills of God who does all things. He knows the way to cause your harvest to come. He knows the way to cause your seed to grow. Do not watch the seed. Do not watch the weather. Do not watch the cloud. Just Fix your eyes on God. You cannot explain him. You cannot define him. You cannot relate. All you can do is to correlate. All you can do is to All you can do is to wait. All you can do is to trust. All you can do is to believe. All you can do is to be patient and endure. Am I preaching to somebody? Stop procrastinating and endure and believe God get up and do something stop wasting time God called you five years ago you didn't answer four years ago you didn't answer three years ago you didn't answer there is a time limit to the calling of God in case you do not know I am telling you there is a time limit and if you keep on going down this path you will lose your ministry you will lose your purpose you will have lose your destiny you will have lose your life Shut
because of time take me to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 so be careful how you live don't live like fools but like those who are wise verse 16 make the most of every opportunity in these evil days make the most of every opportunity in these evil days make the we thank god for grace we thank god for power we thank god for all those spiritual gifts but the bible also commands us that in the midst of grace make the most of that opportunity in the midst of power make the most of that opportunity in the mess of the presence of God make the most of that opportunity many of you do not know how to take advantage of an opportunity God will constantly send opportunities your way you need to hold on to them you need to hold on to them you are graced you are blessed but if you keep on turning down good opportunities you will be miserable you are only wasting your time you are only wasting your time God will bring opportunities your way up prayers are not enough prayers bring opportunities up fast things up bring opportunities up declarations up bring opportunities up favor up bring opportunities up now when those opportunities come up and you are and you, and you downplay them up you overlook them up you need to know how you are only wasting your time up you are wasting your prayer up you are wasting your declaration up you are not wasting my time up but you are wasting your time make the most of every opportunity in these evil days in these evil days the only way to come out the only way to to shine the only way to rise is through opportunities these are not my words this is the word of god the bible didn't say stay in your room praying for grace or go to the mountains crying for power he said make the most of every opportunity when i preach to you make the most of that opportunity when i teach you make the most of that opportunity when i pray for you make the most of that opportunity when i fast for you make the most of that opportunity when i declare and prophesy make the most of that opportunity until you are wise enough to take up opportunity seriously you will never rise up in the presence of God even though you are prayerful you are not married somebody who has been married for years said he is training people who are getting ready to to marry or who have the mindset to have or have the heart desire to have a successful marriage and you are there you won't join the bible said don't act thoughtlessly the Bible is expecting you and God is expecting you to be thoughtful. You do not need a prophetic direction. Be thoughtful. Abba. You have a ministry. A man who has been in the ministry longer than you is teaching you things that will destroy your ministry. You say, I will not join. You are acting thoughtlessly. 
somebody who is doing better than you has offered to bless your life with something with an idea with a knowledge with a counsel and you still decide not to participate what is wrong with you make the most of every opportunity in these evil days verse 17 don't act thoughtlessly but understand what the Lord wants you to do for this is the will of God some of you think all you need to be successful in this life is grace you don't know your scriptures some of you think all you need to break through in this life is prayer <laughs> thoughtlessness until you learn to make the most of every opportunity in these evil days you are not going anywhere god bless you so much we are moving to the next point the third point the third point is called emotionalism somebody say emotionalism I'm still speaking on things that will destroy your ministry. Things that will destroy your ministry. Emotionalism. Yes. When we talk about emotionalism, we are we are simply talking about placing focus or emphasis on emotions. Emotionalism is placing focus or emphasis on emotions. Emotionalism is a strong or excessive appeal to the emotions. A strong or excessive appeal to the emotions. Emotionalists are people who appeal to the emotions. They are more concerned about intuitive feeling as rather than reasoning and knowledge emotionalists emotionalists are not very concerned about logical thinking critical thinking what makes sense knowledge no what they want to be focused on is how they are feeling what they are going through how they are feeling oh god if you are an, if you are an emotionalist eh? And you do not change your ministry will fall because bitterness can kill you anger can kill you you cannot control your emotions in any way bitterness will destroy you bitterness and for years you are carrying that bitterness you will die before your time emotionalists must learn to change their focus and redirect it from their feelings to knowledge from their feelings to reasoning from their feelings to their mind think critically about this is it helpful is it helpful the burden you are carrying is it helpful the, the weight you are carrying is it helpful you will die and one of the deadly emotions that i want to talk about is anger 
So emotionalism or emotions comprise of, of anger, of bitterness, of everything you feel from within. But I want to focus on anger. Only focus on anger. Your anger can destroy your ministry because the anger or your anger is a very powerful emotion. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. This is my last but one point, so follow carefully. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. NLT says, and don't sin by letting anger control you don't let the sun go down while you are still angry verse 27 for anger gives a foothold to the devil do you know there is a translation eh? a bible translation called the passion translation tpt let me read from the TPT, the Passion Translation of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. The Bible said, But don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. The passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fooled for revenge. Not even for a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. Whenever you are angry and you are acting in that anger, you are being manipulated. That is what the Bible is saying. Ladies and gentlemen, these are not my words. If you are angry and I tell you this thing right now, you fight me. We thank God that nobody is angry at this moment. Sewa, so, uh, you have Hey, Girl, when you hear deal. <laughs> but don't... <laughs> but don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fooled for revenge. Not even for a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. That is verse 27. Whenever you are angry, you are giving the devil a tool to manipulate you. Why now they are saying it? Say, hear me. That is what it means. In three. So, when you are doing that, you are giving the devil, you are, you are saying, devil, use me. It's just like you are praying and you are saying, Lord, use me. When you are angry and you do that, it is just like a prayer. But this prayer doesn't go to God. It goes to the devil. You are saying, devil, use me. Devil, use me. Devil, use me. That's what you are doing. I am preaching like Bishop Dag. You need to learn. You need to learn. Devil use me, devil use me, Satan use me. You are crying for the devil to use you when you are acting on your anger. ministry Your business will fall. Your program will be unsuccessful. You imagine that you have a very important event tomorrow and you decide because of your anger, let's cancel it. Why why not? Why, who you think about it? Who is affected at the end of the day? 
if you decide to cancel your wedding who is affected at the end of the day if you decide to cancel your programs who is affected at the end of the day you are giving the devil ammunition use me satan use me satan i am so angry use me right now i need you in my heart use me that is what you are doing your ministry will fall who do you think who do you think you are you oh yeah me no it is not necessary you will destroy your public image you will destroy your career you can destroy your ministry because of this you can destroy your life i will prove it to you i'm not just saying things though. these things are all written in the bible because of time let me just summarize let me just summarize genesis chapter 34. the bible said one day dinah the daughter of jacob and leah went to visit some of the young men young women who lived in the area but when the local prince shechem follow carefully I'm, I'm 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 running fast because our time is fast spent shechem son of hamel the hivite saw dinah he sees there and raped her fine boy you are the prince of the city you are the prince of the land lack of self-control and i do not understand the men who rape they are fools papa to me if you're a man and you want to rape a woman you are weak what you mean to say is i know i cannot win you over because i am too foolish to win you over i am too ugly to win you over i am too weak to win you over so let me take it by force you are a fool and if you are here listening to me you have ever attempted to rape a woman may god forgive you foolish man may god forgive you please don't be angry even jesus insulted some people in the bible Adam some foolishness must end you are the prince of the city that you decide to take the woman by force and after raping the woman i say i have fallen in love with her chef you see this is why i don't like db boys oh what rape your baby head in some fool say then you still have the guts to say say i am going to my father so that my my father will, 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 will go and take the woman for me to marry her men who always run to their fathers when they are in need women be watchful the guy you are going out with he is he is 30 years old and so the what trainer da da good evening no hello da my daughter in canada year old what are the first words of a baby da you are 30 years old you are still saying da da i say that me say me frau say you see and then please if you do not understand the language i'm speaking forgive my spanish da me say wa dey ma why dey da it na me say me frau na you pay na my enti e bi a wo bit ma send me kakra now, Papa, we saw now mobile money. No, 
Hey, oh, mama man, you can't remember the no. A cow so, a cow so that she just said, maybe I'll send them a damn food. Ah, thirty year old. Now so frasy, papa. Papa, I'm in love with him. She on also. She on. You are in love with who? Forty year old man. He still goes to his mother for help. Financially, man, Mr. Wa, one baby, one man, a bit day rough. Man, many Thirty-five year old man, you are going to your mother to take five cities to shave your hair. You said you are in love with him. You are a joke. And the man goes now, fine boy. After that, you go to your dad. That's dad. Family call Ah. And this person is a prince. No wonder the Bible said the slaves are seated on horses and the princes are walking on the ground. Many of us are princes, but unfortunately, we do not happen to have horses and we are walking on the ground. And the slaves, on the other hand, are seated on the horses, riding on the horses, driving in the expensive cars, living in the good homes, and the princes are renting. The unfairness of this world. One day I'll preach that message. Hey, I say more, bro. Oh yeah, I'm calling Papa. Oh, that Mr. Wa, my whole girl been there. Unim no way. Say my rapey girl be. So he he went to the family Jacob, Jacob's family. Dinah came crying. Daddy, I've been raped. And the Bible said, Jacob, when he heard, he held his peace. Master, the great men we talk about them, no, they are not just great because they made names for themselves, or they didn't just make names for themselves for making sake. These men could withhold anger, these men could withhold their emotions. That a father will witness or hear about the rape of his daughter, and the Bible said he withheld himself. Ah. Masula katu baradosh. Jacob, he withheld himself. He kept the matter to himself, withholding the pain, withholding the aggressiveness, withholding the the trauma, withholding the withholding whatever emotions he could be going through at that time he withheld it on one neighbor oh yeah you go and pray god of jacob have mercy on me that jacob that you are mentioning his name guys you are leaders who you need to be strong would you be beana me who the amenya and i'm my confused and i say and i say me me who the amenya mokra me finish me 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 kukumi ho and do you think you are the only one who goes through these things? You need to be strong. Women, you need to be strong. The men who are weak cry, remember, say, come and say, cry. Bear me to me, Susa, I don't know, so you. Masa. Who, are, who can you lead with this? Who are you going to lead with this character? You, you have a weak personality. 
Bibia, what telephone? Me, 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 copy of school. No, after my bread. Why? Because I am owing 300 cities. Long story short, the Bible said, when two brothers of Dinah heard the story, they said, You guys should go back. You guys should go back and circumcise yourselves. So the, all the adult men in the city went to circumcise themselves. And the Bible said, on the third day, when everybody was in pain, listen to what the brothers did. Listen to what the brothers did. <laughs> Genesis chapter 34. Jump to verse. Verse 25. But three days later, when their wounds were still sore, two of Jacob's sons, Simon and Levi, who were Dinah's four brothers, the Bible said, they took their swords and entered the town without opposition. You know, they couldn't learn from their father. Their father was able to withhold their anger, but the children couldn't. Children, many of you think, say, muscles near the baby. Master, sometimes wobble, which means that in reality, sometimes you might have followers on, on, on social media than your fathers. That is not what we are talking about. These things are muscles. Eh? Some of you might have followers on TikTok than your fathers. That, these are muscles. Some of you might have people that pay attention to you more than your fathers. That is not what matters. We are talking about the heart, not muscles. The father, who was an elderly man, he was able to withhold the anger, the pain, the emotion, but the children couldn't because of Felicity are sister, sister. And see what they went to do. They killed all the adult men in the city. They killed everybody. All the adult men. Bloody men. Why? Because they couldn't withhold their anger. Mazula kata kataka emotionalist emotionalist they are so focused on their pain they are so focused on their frustration they are so focused on the on, on, on how despised they were they were so focused on, on, on how their their sister was feeling emotionalist that's will be repeal sister and then court in York can't we talk about a matter in court that you take a sword and, and go and kill the person that you take a dagger and go and stab the person think about the the, the case of the, the this this policeman you you are cheating on your wife with your side chick your side chick is also cheating on you are that is what we are talking about you see because of his anger he he has lost his career and not just his career he has lost his life and not just his life he has lost his family imagine what this same anger can do to your ministry imagine what this same anger can do to your business now turn to ma and now turn and cut him pona say obi abe tobi no nye nchi aka you see, 
sometimes I don't understand human beings because our response to things and this that that thing that we responded sorry that thing that we responded to do not connect in any way it doesn't make any sense at all you're you, sister then you don't kill the prince that raped your sister but you kill all the adult men in the city imagine the number of men in the city God still didn't kill. That is why I always tell people, don't think say with 200 cities will be a we are on the life best say you. Sister, I'm telling you for a fact. This is the hard truth of God. God will not kill somebody because the person stole your hundred cities or your two hundred cities or your five hundred cities. The person's life and the money they stole, which is more important. God will never kill them. She confirm you know we Simon Levi say who no mudi e nyina God save them. He didn't kill them. It is not the mate our for our quest stress and say no be prayer. Some say confirm to omo prayer no obua. Check your anger. Nothing will happen to them. Listen to this carefully. I want you to pay attention to what happens when you are not able to control your anger. Genesis chapter 49 verse 1 Then Jacob called together all his sons and said Gather around me I will tell you what will happen to each of you In the days to come I don't understand why People say that Jacob cursed his sons How can a father curse a son? Jacob never cursed anybody Jacob told them what will happen because of their actions the consequences for their actions you need to understand when you have unprotected sex and you get pregnant the pregnancy is the resource of the actions you were involved in the pregnancy is not a curse am I right Now go read any two chapters at Ochene, and I chow us to Chenea. Do not think that is a case. No, that is a punishment for what you did. It is not a case. So let us stop all this thing that when somebody does something and, and the consequences of that thing comes upon them, it means they are cursed. They are not cursed. They will suffer the consequences of their actions. Yes, no two ways about that, but they are not cursed. So Jacob never cursed any of his sons. That people say because of what Simon and Levi did, they were cursed. Who told you they were cursed? Cursed by who? The man said, come and let me tell you, each and every one of you, what will happen to you in the days to come. This is a prophecy. When God says, if you do not accept my son as your Lord and personal savior and be cleansed of your sin, you would end up in the lake of fire. It doesn't mean God is cursing you. No, God has not cursed you. But that is the consequence of you rejecting his sacrifice. Am I communicating? I don't know who is enjoying the service. I don't know. I don't know if somebody is enjoying the service. because of time listen to this jump to verse 5 of Genesis chapter 49 (laughs) Simon and Levi are two of a kind their weapons are instruments of violence 
verse 6. May I never join in their meetings. The man is a prophet. Oh, Jacob is a prophet. He is prophesying what happens to people who are not able to control their anger. He said, the people... Listen to this carefully. He is prophesying that the people, the people who see or the people who witness you in your anger and the things you do with your anger, they will say to themselves, may I never join in their meetings, may I never join in their services, may I never join in their ministries. He said, May I never be a party to their plans. Other versions say, New King James Version says, Let not my honor be united to their assembly. Which means, if you have a ministry, if you have a business, and you are unable to control your anger, your customers will not come anymore. Your business partners will not come anymore. You will not have new people coming to your church anymore. Why? Because you are unable to tame your anger. You are unable to control your anger. This is not a curse. This is the consequence of your actions. Come on, I am preaching. May I never join in their meetings. So if you are unable to control your emotions, people will never join your meetings. That is what it means. People will never join your church. That is what it means. People will never join your online services. That is what it means because you are unable to control your emotions. So your ministry will die because of your emotions. Let not my honor be united with their assembly. They will never honor you in your ministry. Let not my honor be united to the assembly. They will never honor you. The Bible commands us that let the elders who work hard among you be respected and honored. And the Bible is saying again, those who cannot control their anger, let not my honor be united to their church, be united to their ministry, be united to their online services. Why? Because they are emotionalists and their focus is about their feelings. They are focused it's about what they are going through up they are focused up it's everything from within up they never care about reason up they never care about consequences up they never care up about reasonable thinking it's what yet Now listen to this. Jump to verse 7 of the same chapter. Genesis chapter 49 verse 7. The Bible said, A curse is on their anger. He is not saying, I am putting a curse on your anger. No. There is a curse already on your anger. There is a curse already on that thing, that emotion. There is a curse on it. And he said, it is fierce. A curse is on their wrath, for it is cruel. And he said, I will scatter them. I will scatter your followers. I will disperse your followers. I will scatter your ministry. I will disperse your ministry because you are an emotionalist. You cannot control your emotions. And so I will scatter your church. Your church will never grow. Your ministry will never go, grow. Your services will never grow. Why? Because you cannot control your emotions.
Ah, because of time, let me move to the last point. The fourth thing that will destroy your ministry or your business. It is called lack of self-control. Somebody say lack of self-control. Oh, who is dulled by the service? Who is dulled by the service? As a service now, Amu and Yaha, you are even wondering why you are still here. I want to see you by hand. Now, I want to see you by hand. There is somebody here, you are feeling that way. I want to see you by hand. Is there anybody? Madura If not, say not at all, not a chance. <laughs> I'm moving on to the last point and we are out of here. Hmm. Lack of self-control. Hmm. Jesus, 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 Jesus. The loss of control, lack of self-control is the loss of control of one's passions or the expression of them the loss of control of one's passions or the expression of them in one's behavior especially in difficult situations i decided to separate the fourth and the fifth point sorry the third and the fourth point and i will explain to you why just because something is offered doesn't mean you have to eat it bible said you are dying now Oh dear, every offer on the table you will accept. If you are like that, you don't know. But I'm telling you, you are not wise. Every offer, any offer on the table, you will accept it. Oh, Nipadia, Mpeny Fosen, I'm Dodokra, and saying quite. It will be a moon. Oh, Fuka Krakano. You know, I had I knew someone like that, so he just reminded me of something. Any offer on the table, just one farmer. Oh no, you obey you, Masa. Shadira The purpose of self-control is to prolong your ministry to the best of your ability and to be a good steward of what God has given to you. You must learn to exercise self-control. 
Master, you are a man of God. Hey, you, you don't have a type. You don't have a type. I, I've heard men of God who say these things all the time. Oh, man of God, I don't have a type. You, don't, you know me, anything goes. Whether the lady is short, I don't have a type. Whether she is tall, I don't have a type. Whether she is skinny, I don't have a type. Whether you don't have a type. Anything goes. You have zero self-control. You don't want to have a type. You can't control yourself as you don't have a type. People, you need to listen to me carefully. You must learn to deny some office. You must learn to reject some office. As for this proposal, I do not accept. Hey. Bruh, what do you do? Oh, me am a Juma. We are Juma Ben, with you, Okada. Sister, please, every offer you accept, I beg you. Sheh. These days, can't you see? People are not going for uneducated people. If you do not know, I'm telling you. People are not going for illiterates. Why? Because nobody wants to be married to a burden. I am not saying you have a lesser chance if you if, if you are not highly educated, but you are not supposed to be a burden. You only have a, a, a low chance of, of having a decent man if you are a burden. You must never put yourself in a situation where you are not a burden. You cannot be a burden. You cannot afford to be a burden. And then in the modern marriages, bear me you know bear you. That is the truth. Bear me no bear me. There is nothing like oh honey, Adiana Odeba. Adiana Medeba. Don't annoy me. You do know what is happening in people's relationships. Yeah. These days there is nothing like the man is taking care of the woman. So the woman is just there. Be there. You will starve to death. Every offer you accept, Master Michelle, as all one year, no, go with you, go with you, cry, and some of you ladies, you can actually go for men who are who are older than your father. Hey, your dad is 53 years old, Papa now on out, is 56. Sister, respect yourself. You have no self-control. If you have self-control, how can you be drawn to this elderly man? Now, Papa Kuriahuna, Obafen, senior man, Pacho, good afternoon. Pacho, good afternoon. Openi now, Papa Chiano, is your boyfriend. Hey, why do you think the time is called boyfriend and not man friend? Please, let's be wise. The last time, when we went to the mountain, my wife and I we went out somewhere into the city to buy food. Papa knew or daddy land cruiser. Now could don't You can tell this man is nearly twice your age. Oh, he's my darling, my sweetheart, my boyfriend. Papa Kokwawe is your boyfriend. How can you know? To 
Those of you who do not know, you think the slave queens said their businesses are moving. You have no idea. The slave queens you see on the internet, their businesses are not moving. Who? Sika, sika, drone, all this blood money. And no more running your businesses. So they are making zero profit. The loss is a cat dumb also. No, you have no idea. Nanki atia, your sister, your money ding. Nechnayami dimatem. And the people under the sound of my voice, the men who are womanizing, men who are womanizing. A friend called me some time ago. He said, somebody told him, his boss told him, Ah, you are very naive, Papa. And 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 he asked, Why? Boss, why? <laughs> Please, oh, I haven't mentioned anybody's name. I beg you. Madura, These days, our messages on Spotify, oh. Okay, so. <laughs> Listen to this. Man, a friend called me. He said, these days, in the boss friend, I'll say, We are naive, Papa. Why? Because whilst we are sleeping with the ladies at this age, you are there saying, Oh, oh there, you are not into that life. You are slacking. Hey. Which means womanizing has become a norm. And they are not mad at that rough, rough. Having multiple girlfriends has become the. the oh, people. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 3. Do you think these things are not in the Bible? Do not waste your strength on women. Do not waste your strength on those who ruin kings. If you don't know, I'm telling you. There are women who can waste kings. How are they wasting kings? Have you forgotten whenever you sleep with them, it is blood that you release and the Bible said, and the spirit of the flesh is in the blood. The spirit of the flesh is in the blood. So whenever you keep on giving to women, what you are giving is you are giving them your spirit. That is what it means. You are giving your strength, your spirit, your blood to women who destroy kings. If you do not know. So for power, we are Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 17. The Bible said, The king must not take many wives for himself because they will turn his heart away from the Lord. He must not accumulate large amounts of wealth in silver and gold for himself. The king must not take many wives for himself. And the Bible said, We are kings and priests every man under the sound of my voice you are king every woman under the sound of my my voice you are a queen you must not have multiple men in your lives you must not have have multiple women in your lives oh today your lack of self-control will destroy your ministry it will destroy your life your public image your business now 
you have customers imagine you are a business owner you have customers mami be able to hunt to my next time mami is man never buy up he said when i'm in a banner champion meanwhile the, the woman also knows that you are in a relationship now because i tell you what you want to have on power soon no yeah in your human and i shall see you go in our team brack with your mandy said you see the papa and a sumo store some of us on which is the emotional at she say you know and what a jagger on on she and you didn't hear on she and you didn't hear buy proper chase the let i myself no buy proper chase the what are the animal to chase a massa and i don't understand the woman who do this mommy just just i'll take care of you i'll take care of you meanwhile stone also on the air shall move you or just on a movie also say i'll take how do you take care of me oh people first kings chapter 11 verse 1. now king solomon loved many foreign women foreign women oh yeah and my only baby who free one out there as santini also but what are you going there is nothing wrong with that but who fire you going in here you know what's up of fantasy you see are you going in number two to quiet it will shock you they will kill you they will kill you because you 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 they will say just me What a God, what a God, what a God. Asuna Masuvali Kata, Rasjoli Matakata, Shati Vamosa, Akendebedebedos. An awesome time in the presence of the Lord. An awesome time in the presence of the Lord. An awesome time in the presence of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, please. I beg you. I beg you. Check your pride. If you want to save your business, if you want to save your ministry, check your pride and be humble. Number two, stay away from procrastinating and wasting time. Number three. Check your self-control and and put away the spirit of emotionalism. Abebe, no hard feelings, me patcho. With all due respect, me more bearding, Miss Round. I know a lot of Josephines, and you penny Josephine, I'm in Nima Oyaiguini. I beg you. Alright guys, I love you so much. God bless you for being a part of the Shepherd's Camp. Please know that our final service will be on Sunday. Tomorrow we are all resting, but on Sunday I think I've, I've said a lot of things and I believe there is a lot that you could learn through this service. God bless you so much. I really appreciate your time being a part of the Shepherd's Camp, being a part of this ministry. I love you so much. See you. Bye-bye. Uh, uh.